On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our Thursday night matchup against the Eagles. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, let's go Pack. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. What up, what up, what up? Hey, Foos. So Eagles are rolling into town. So we thought we'd start with this. Is it crazier that Doug Peterson was at the Packers for eight years as a backup, wins a Super Bowl ring, or that 15 years later he's still getting fan mail from the great state of Wisconsin? Yeah, I must have missed that story. He's getting fan mail from Wisconsin people? Yeah, a big story came out. He, he had a radio show back in the day at one of the taverns, and he says he still gets fan mail to this day from Wisconsin. That oh. is creepy as hell. That is weird. <laughs> who, is, who is sending Doug Peterson fan mail? You guys need to stop. You need yeah, to stop. It's, it's, like, it's like Betty from Hayward, Wisconsin. I mean, I love you, Hayward, but it's got to be like northern Wisconsin, right? There's there's not someone with a nice high rise condo downtown Milwaukee writing Doug Peterson fan mail. Stuff. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah, I, I I love Wisconsin. They still send me fan mail. I used to have the radio show. It was awesome. I'm just like, wow. I can't believe that a uh, a backup quarterback is getting that much love. Um, uh, Jimmy Graham doesn't get any fan mail. <laughs> he's not I bet he's not. So so here we go under the lights of Lambo on Thursday night. Eagles versus Packers. Out of everybody in the NFL, Eagles have the third worst winning percentage against the Packers. Uh, Packers have won five out of the last six meetings, the last one being in 2016, where they won in Philly 27-13. Connecting the dots between that game and our last game, that was the last time that Aaron Rodgers got through cleanly with zero sacks. So, See if we can get that magic going. Um, Philadelphia has kind of been a disaster this year in terms of where they thought they would be. Injuries, big plays against, installed last-minute drives have left them at 1-2. and two. Uh, Opened the season up with a win at Washington before losing the Falcons and the Lions last week. It does look like Alshon Jeffrey will be back on the field Thursday. Uh, Deshaun Jackson most likely not. And I believe they're starting uh, – cornerback i believe is also out ronald darby yes yes so it should be pretty interesting so question to kick off this part who benefits the most out of this short week our offense or our defense yeah i think uh i think our offense benefits the most this week um i I honestly think uh that we we dan's gonna say it later we call it a week early uh but i think because of the injuries in their secondary and just how how weak they are in that position, uh, we should have a field day with our wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers. I, I, there's I, all the advantage to our offense in this game. Well, that, that's a benefit based on personnel, right? But, Ryan, are you asking just on a four-day week who's got the advantage? Yeah, going in this game, having four days, who do we feel like this is, this uh, is the best for? Okay, so in general, I think the defense probably has an advantage just from the ability to – 
stick to your base package, run around, make plays, and the offense doesn't have as much time to scheme up, um, you know, the the particulars for that week. But yeah, Josh is right. Based on the the injury position that the Philadelphia Eagles are in, our offense has to take advantage this week of playing the Philadelphia Eagles. We have every opportunity in front of us to sort of silence the media critics. Uh, about the lack of offense, and it, it has to happen this week. Yeah, Peterson in his uh, kind of press conference, I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday, came out and said he has watched and plans to watch zero minutes from the Lions game because he's in a panic to get enough time in with the Packers. Wow. So huge on that part that, you know, we're, we're making them scurry. And you figure, you know, two days of practice, one day of travel, it, it's going to be coming pretty, uh, pretty right. fast for them. And I hope that the defense with that time to just turn it around. I know the O-line has been atrocious. We'll get to that in a second for the, the Eagles. But I think we can both take advantage. I'd probably also lean offense purely from that standpoint of we got to get going. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't watch any film of their game against the Lions because they, they gifted him that game. I mean, they, they yeah. allowed a kickoff return for a touchdown. There was three different fumbles. They allowed a reverse for a 40-yard gain. Uh, there were a bunch of drop passes. Uh, if, if he doesn't watch film and improve on those mistakes, great. We'll win the game by 30. So let's talk about our offense. We feel good. Well, we, we feel good about potentially taking advantage of Philadelphia. We don't necessarily feel good coming out of these first three weeks. We don't think we're hitting our strides what we should be. Who are we looking forward to stepping up? How do we think this plays out from an offensive side? Yeah, from an offensive side, uh, you know, we need our wide receivers to step up and our tight ends. Just all of our playmakers need to step up. Um, there, there's one thing that I wanted to point out from – the last game after watching it over again, the, you know, the, pl- the play calling needs to step up too. So honestly, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to re-answer this. LaFleur needs to step up in this oh game my and goodness. actually call an offensive four quarter game. Just uh, take a breath. Tell me what you do like about our offense. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, not much right now. And, and the closer you look at it, the, the second half, let me point this out. The second half in this past game, we only had two wide receivers, more than two wide receivers, spread out 30% of the time, which was eight plays. In those eight plays that they were spread out in the second half, half of them were run plays. So you left four plays with more than two spread wide receivers for Rodgers to make plays with. What sense does that make? I just don't understand it. And that's why Lafleur needs to step it up this week. Yeah, I think he's got an opportunity to as well. What I saw from the Eagles defense against the Lions – uh, there were some missed tackles by the middle linebacker. They left some pretty nice open running lanes. Carry on Johnson uh, looks like a pretty solid back, but I don't think he's doing anything Aaron Jones can't do. So I would look for some success in the running game. And then another thing I noticed is the Eagles lined up in sort of a base, a little more old school at this point, a 4-3 alignment with four down linemen and three linebackers. But their third linebacker should be a familiar name. It's the safety from the Vikings of years past, Anderson Dejo. So they're pulling that safety down, much like the Packers have been doing with Raven Green and now Will Redmond. Uh, so he's sort of become their weak side linebacker. And I'd love to see the matchup of him against our tight ends. Um, so like Josh said, I'd like to see that running game open up and then uh, get some involvement from the tight ends. We were talking before we hit record. Uh, if the tight ends don't show up this week, we might have we might just have to write them off for the season. Yeah, and that's my, my bull prediction this week was almost going to be the same one as last week of Rodgers just needs to go off. 
and he he burnt me real bad last week. So I'm going to switch it up a little <laughs> bit, but stay in that real same bad. mindset. Yeah, uh, the Eagles' pass defense is not very good. It's the fourth worst in the NFL. They're averaging giving up almost 300 yards a game, and we just saw it last week of. Hopefully, if he can get time, he makes plays because this Eagles defense has only had two sacks this entire season. So hopefully Rodgers having time. We get the running game going again, whoever it is between Jones and Williams, as long as the mojo is flowing. So I think the bull prediction is going to be with Devontae Adams going over 100 yards, going to finally get that touchdown. But the tight end, I don't know who. Uh, maybe I'll throw in Tanyan. I, I think Tanyan is going to get a touchdown as well. We're going to see a little bit more offense. We're going to click a little bit closer where we hope. So our bold prediction is that the offense looks normal. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> we'll, we'll ramp it up next week. But And just normal. Just give us normal. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like Adams and, and MVFs are kind of going. Every other is having a big game. So it would be Adams' turn. Uh, so hopefully – Hopefully we can get yeah. a good 10 yards out of Allison. <laughs> Maybe we'll get, I don't know. It's just, uh, I just, I just is hope Kum- we don't is, suck again. Is Kumro still questionable? I, I, I saw think, that I think he, I think he was I limited, but I, I believe that Shepard is full, full go to now. Yeah. So if he gets a little bit more playing time. And after they gave up a kick return to the Lions uh, for a touchdown, uh, I'd like to see Shepard or Tremont Smith back there, uh, you know, try to make some plays, try to return them at least. The the matchup I'm I'm extremely interested in watching, and quite frankly, it's the one that concerns me for our offense, is, uh, you know, Rodgers went without, almost without being touched last week. What, what he got knocked down once, right? Um, I don't think he gets away as cleanly this week, strictly because that D-line, although they only have two sacks, they have Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham on the ends, Two respectable guys that Belaga and Bakhtiari should be able to take care of. But Fletcher Cox is an all-pro. I think yeah. he's an eight-year vet. And his pass rush against Jenkins and Turner concerns me a little bit. Jenkins Jenkins has been pretty solid. Turner, I'm not convinced on quite yet. And Fletcher Cox should be able to do some damage up the middle. So I think Rodgers gets touched more than once this week. Yeah, Fletcher Cox is going to be a beast in this game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Jenkins can hold up against him. I mean, it's right. definitely a player that he has not faced yet and way different talent i will yeah. say i have a little i have a little inside information on the philly fans they're hating on fletcher this year really? they are hating on him well, they we'll do not him. think they they yeah they don't feel like he's playing to what he should be i hope he <laughs> similar to chubb and von miller i hope he doesn't figure it out this week but right. uh the, i think it's going to be very very similar situation as it was the broncos of good defense n- no doubt about it but we should be able to take advantage, and we should be able to put up somewhere in the 30s um, yeah, if sure. we're supposed to do. Oh, stealing my thunder! Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a nice <laughs> score prediction at the end, and uh, I'm, I'm liking our chances. Yep. So let's let's head over to our amazing defense, uh, who is just constantly dominating. They have again a similar situation, a, a chance to take over. Wentz has played pretty well this season. But the wide receiver group is an absolute struggle for the Eagles. I believe they had seven or eight drop passes last week. They had three offensive pass interference. Um, and, and this defense is plus six, or the Packers are plus six in turnovers. Philly is minus two. Uh, how do we feel about Miles Sanders? How do we feel about controlling Alshon if he is coming back? Uh, how, do we, how do we take advantage of this Philly's offense? 
they got a ton of playmakers. Go ahead, Josh. I want to hear from you first because I'm a little concerned about what they could do against us. Yeah, the, you, you brought up a great name, uh, Ryan, at the beginning, Miles Sanders. Uh, he he looks good. Uh, you know, rookie player out of Penn State, um, you know, Sw- Sa- uh, Saquon. That's why Ryan brought him up. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, come but, on. No. What do you <laughs> know? <laughs> but he is averaging, uh, you know, he's only averaging, you know, 3.1 yards per carry right now Uh, but in the last game he did look very good in the past game Uh, i think he had two good catches possibly two over 40 yards um so very dangerous with blake martinez hopefully not covering him because he will not keep up um but uh but yeah they do have a lot of playmakers who who are you going to highlight dan well, so the thing I picked up from the Eagles, they're going to spread us out. So they ran the majority of the time out of shotgun. They went three or four wide, sometimes five wide, which I would love to see the Packers do a little more of. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Packer fans, they're, the guy they list as RB number one on their depth chart, at least, is Jordan Howard, who we're all familiar with from the Chicago Bears. He honestly looked pretty slow. The The problem with him, though, is he's always going to fall forward. So he's, he's solid for a nice two- to four-yard gain. But if he picks up any rush on us, like greater than 10 yards, uh, that's going to be an issue. Miles Sanders, yeah, he's he's their cutback guy. He's their slashback. Uh, he's the one that could have the explosive plays. But he did have two fumbles last week. But yep. even even without those fumbles, I expect Doug Peterson to show us more of Miles Sanders on Thursday night and sort of feature him because it really didn't look like Jordan Howard could be the explosive guy. Now, Josh, you hit on the point that concerns me, though. So they spread us out three or four wide, right? And then you got Miles Sanders you got to focus on, but you also got one of the best tight ends in the game in Zach Ertz. Yep. I don't we don't do we have the speed at the linebacker position slash, you know, our third safety to cover both these guys, Miles Sanders and Ertz. Are you yeah. asking if Blake Martinez is is dying in the fourth quarter or first fast. quarter of Blake Martinez? <laughs> well, he's not even fast in the first quarter in pass covered. I mean he yeah, I I I think uh, I think we're going to be running one linebacker for most of this game. Uh, I think we'll have either you know another corner or safety in the game. Savage playing man, you know, and coming down on the line. Uh, but yeah, I don't see a lot of two linebackers uh, playing, two middle linebackers, I should say, uh, playing in this game a lot. Yeah, I wonder if Petten just checks the personnel the Eagles are running with, and when Jordan Howard's on the field, you know, maybe give give uh, Goodson our linebacker number two uh, some play. But when Miles Sanders comes in, I think we need to see Will Redmond. We need to see Tremont Williams. Yeah. Uh, maybe Josh Jackson in a role of covering a guy like Ertz or Miles Sanders in that safety position. I guess Josh Jackson got 14 snaps at uh, free safety last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to see a slightly different defensive package just because of the issues they can cause. And, and yes, the Eagles – Wide receivers haven't been stellar this year, but there's still some big names. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's out, and quite frankly, that's a savior. I think with him in and healthy, I'd be a lot more scared of this offense. Alshon Jeffrey's a big body with a lot of talent. Nelson Aguilar is an athletic freak uh, that I thought had gotten rid of his drop issues until this year. So uh, did you guys actually see this video go viral? Uh, There was a fire in the Philadelphia area. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, catching no. babies, catching oh, babies. It was it was just cold. Yeah, this guy. They said they they lifted a ladder up to the house that was on fire, and they were like uh, pulling the children out of the house, and it sounded like a real scary situation. And they were like throwing the kids down the ladder to this guy, and he was catching them. And he goes, "I was catching the babies, unlike Aguilar." <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, they did have they had seven drops in that game versus Lions, and and three of them came on their final drive when they were actually moving the ball 
uh, trying to score at the end. So hopefully Seven that continues. Insane. I mean, that I'm, is insane. I'm still bugged by the one by Geronimo Allison where he was backing up for a first down. Oh, they had yeah. seven. Yeah, seven in one game. Yeah, now that now that we've had a, a couple of days to relax, you're, it sounds like you're still pretty hot on our offense just being in the tank. The, the one thing I do have to ask you, a team with a good defense, what's the number one trait you want from your quarterback? To not turn over the football. To not turn over the football. <laughs> and although this offense has looked a little stale, you know Rodgers is not giving the other teams opportunities like the Eagles have gave the Lions last I year. I know, but I don't want Aaron Rodgers to be a game, game manager, manager quarterback. Yeah, I don't yeah. want him to be a game manager. You know, I want him to be the star. You know, I want him yeah. to be the leader. Uh, Did we I, talk about this on the pod? My take, if if I were LaFleur, I would have challenged Rodgers to say, uh, hey, a, a healthy season, you throw five to ten interceptions, right? Because I want you taking that amount of risk. And yeah. You know, you know, coming from number twelve, it's going to be a calculated risk. But I want you throwing five to ten picks. Just you know, you're not forcing them, but I want you taking those risks downfield. And every once in a while, there's going to be an interception. He's he's so conservative, making sure he doesn't throw a pick, that I think he also misses a few plays. Well, the good news is I think. Carson Wentz is that guy that he's willing to kind of let it go and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're going to, we are going to have, I'm going to say three solid opportunities this game for a defensive side of, of just having an interception. And hopefully I'm yeah. one of these times I'm really hoping whether it's Savage just catching up to the, you know, a stop route that he's just gone. And it's the same thing that yeah. I had uh, on Monday night of off the races. It's, it's coming. It's, it's, it's coming soon. Yeah. Our defense is just insane to watch on film. It it has been so much fun to watch this defense on film every week. It is something different. They don't look the same every week. Last week, Blake Martinez was, uh, you know, moving the defensive line right for the snap almost all the time. And that, that was something new they added this week. He was getting to choose where to put the defensive linemen to help him out most. Uh, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Um, and our coverage is switching up. Like, who's who's playing man? Everybody's playing man. Everybody's playing back. Uh, both safeties can do everything. Um, so it, it is just truly spectac- spectacular show that they're putting on right now, and I, I love it. So here we go. Let's do some predictions here. What do we have for score, and who do we have for MVP? All right, I got a couple. I got a couple, and one of my, I guess, hot takes is going to be uh, throwing some cold water on our defense this week. And the reason I say that is that if you guys had to pick a quarterback between Carson Wentz and Mitch Trubisky, who would it be? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. His running ability, he's got a he's got a nice arm, you know, a lot of talent, and then I think he runs maybe on par with Mitchell Trubisky, but he makes a few better decisions. I think he gets into trouble trying to stretch plays longer than they should have last instead of just throwing the ball away. Um, but his running ability on top of Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders. And then I just saw Zadarius Smith is now questionable with a knee. I expect him to play, but maybe that limits his pass rush ability. I think our defense might not look as good, but still gives in a winning performance. I'm not saying they don't create any turnovers or have no sacks, but I think the Eagles get some points on us. And I'm also saying I'm stealing Ryan's prediction from last week. This is the week the offense gets going. This is the week Aaron Rodgers has 300 yards and three touchdowns. No Ronald Darby. They're going to Devontae Adams in Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. They're just going to stick with what works. Packers win 31-20. Jeez. You sound yeah. like me giving my, my stats. Motivated. <laughs> I put a lot of thought into this. 
Okay, said, coach. Okay, I, coach. I said on our last pod, I wasn't quite sure that four or five spread. I, I thought it might have been even a little too high. Uh, but as I kept looking at, uh, you know, both the personnel and the way the Eagles played last week, uh, and the Eagles, I mean, they've beat the Redskins, but who hasn't? And then they lost to the Lions and the Falcons, two teams that aren't that great. Uh, I think we win. I think we cover the spread. Who's your MVP? So this kind of goes against everything I just said, but I don't <laughs> want to. I mean, if Rodgers goes for 303, he's the MVP, but I'm going to pick one that's uh, a little different. I'm going to go Adrian Amos because of the responsibilities our, our safeties are going to have. Covering the backs and the tight ends is going to be crucial. So if we can lock them down, it's going to be an Adrian Amos. All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. So mine are, is going to be the Packers also. Uh, very similar to all the reasons Dan just said. Uh, but my final score will be 34-24. I also think the Eagles will score on us. Uh, that doesn't mean that our defense plays bad. I just think the Eagles are very talented. And if they actually caught the ball last game, they probably <laughs> would have beat the Lions by probably 10 points. Just minor um, yeah. So, so, yeah, our offense puts up. Our Aaron Rodgers performs. And our defense performs but gives up some points. Um, but my MVP uh, – I'm going with Ryan Devonte Adams. Um, and I, Damn and you! And Damn guessing, you! <laughs> hey, we can. You can still we, go. We can like argue on what his stats are, you know, like. Uh, but you know, I, I have uh, I have him getting nine catches, two touchdowns, and 140 yards. Whoa! Oh, okay, Whoa. You that one then, buddy. <laughs> I I think we're all in that same ballpark. Uh, I envision uh, hopefully a four touchdown game, two field goals. I'm going to say 34-17 favor the Packers. We all um, scoring 30. Yeah, I we have to. We have to. I mean, if yeah. if we can't grow at home on a short week, this is our time. MVP, I really do like Adams. I'm. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to go Tanya just so I can yell the entire time, baby. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little you know, bit. The reason- you know what? If he gets four catches for like 45 yards and a touchdown, it'd be like, yep. Didn't yeah. You just, didn't you just say he has like 28 yards total on the year? Uh, uh, A little higher, 32. <laughs> 30. He's going to like quadruple it next year? Yeah, week? he's going to double his yards and score a touchdown. Okay. You know, the reason hey, I need hey. I picked Devontae Adams is because I need him to perform in our fantasy league. Uh, he is underperformed every week, and I'm losing. So uh, please, Devontae Adams, guys, come up big. Hey, if, if, Tanya, <laughs> if Tanya can give us 60 yards and a touchdown, I will call him MVP. No problem. But, yeah, Ryan, I think your point is perfect. I think this would be a, a, a huge, like a, a deflating week if we were to lose because you have 10 days of rest before going to Dallas. And how lucky would we be if we're 4-0, you get almost a bye week, and then you go for the big showdown against Dallas. We really need to get this W, get some rest, and then that game might be the first time I don't pick the Packers to win. We'll see. Because it also ends up being after that trip to Dallas, then Detroit comes to town. So if you can get 4-0 going to Dallas – you steal one from them, you gotta feel really good about going six and zero and having an absolute yeah. stranglehold on the North. It's a long way down the road. We gotta get yeah. there Thursday night for it to be happening. But that will do for this episode. Can we go four and zero? Oh yeah, oh yeah, four and zero. Thanks everybody. Four and zero. Go pack, go. <laughs> <laughs>